how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. It's Thursday, February 17th. we got a five-game slate in the NBA tonight, and I have three best bets. It's the uh, last Bet Slippin' NBA daily podcast for the next week. Um, the NBA enters the All-Star break starting tomorrow, Friday, February 18th, and doesn't pick back up until next Thursday, uh, the 24th. So I'll be off for a few days. I'll sneak in a podcast talking some sports, maybe some golf next week, but no more NBA uh, daily podcasts until the uh, next Thursday. But um, I, I was 2-1 and one in my Wednesday's best bets, pushing my 2022 record up to 58-42. and 42. I'm just 5-4 and four this week, though, so um, a little off my, my uh, pace, but hopefully we can end the, uh, the first half of the NBA season strong and uh, go 3-0 and tonight. My three best bets this evening are the Charlotte Hornets, plus 5.5, hosting the Miami Heat. I'm taking the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, plus 2.5, hosting the Dallas Mavericks, and then I'll lay the 6.5 points with the Milwaukee Bucks, who are hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I'm going with three home teams tonight. That's, uh, the th- uh, I guess, the theme that I kind of backed into. But I'm anticipating road teams kind of taking a nap or snoozing in the final game of the uh, of the first half heading into the All-Star break. All three teams that I'm fading are um, top 10 by net rating and are... Um, our, our top four seeds in their conference. Actually, I'm not sure about the Philadelphia 76ers since the East is so jumbled up, but uh, the Miami Heat are definitely atop the Eastern Conference. I think they're second behind Chicago, and Dallas has really gotten it going recently. But I think uh, the, the the home teams have some value in this spot, and I'll uh, get into that in one second. Shout out real quick to uh, Typico Sportsbook, the odds provider for this podcast. They're a global sports betting leader, and you can make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. Uh, for for a limited time, new users can enjoy a special welcome bonus, which you can get today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older, so please see Tipico's website for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and one 800 522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Um, quick recap on Wednesday. Again, I went 2-1, and one, hit with the Raptors' money line. They beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 103-91 in a Nick Nurse defensive masterpiece. That was a big part of my analysis or handicap was how Toronto's defense um, could, could defend Minnesota and Carl Anthony Towns. Minnesota had 17 turnovers, just 34 point, uh, points in the paint, and shot just 24% from three-point line. In the second half, the Timberwolves scored 40, second, uh, 40 points. So the Raptors um, ended up or were uh, behind heading into the, uh, in, heading into the uh, second half, but stormed back and, and it really put together a, a great defensive performance to cash our first ticket. 
Uh, the second game we had money on, we lost, which was the uh, Denver Nuggets plus three and a half. I uh, bought it up an extra point to minus 130. It was the first half line against the Golden State Warriors. They ended up losing the first half. I think it was 64 54. Uh, they actually went on to win the game 117 116 on a Monty Morris buzzer beating three. Um, sucks that we didn't take the full game, um, but I stand by now. My analysis yesterday just didn't get home. A uh, game that we won on, um, we took the uh, the second, the third game that we uh, bet, and second game we won. We hit the Lakers plus four and a half um, against the hosting the Utah Jazz. We also sprinkled on the money line. At least I did. Hopefully you did as well. LA stormed back from a double digit deficit in the second half. Uh, to beat the Jazz 106 to 101, or 101. Um, they did so without Anthony Davis, who uh, had a pretty badly sprained ankle and will be out for the uh, indefinite future. Um, he he went out early in the game after starting out red hot, but LeBron balled out, put up 33. Aaron Donald was courtside, so maybe he wanted to put on a show in front of the uh, uh, the the reigning Super Bowl champion now, um, but. We finished Wednesday two and one again. We're fifty eight and forty two through the first hundred games um, on this bet slipping podcast during the twenty twenty two year or following uh, the new year. And we have three best bets. So let's get into the analysis for these games. I'm going to the uh, Charlotte Hornets first. I'm taking their plus five and a half spread. Um, Miami Heat. They're hosting the Miami Heat. Heat are 37-21 and 29-30. and 30. They're pretty banged up, though. Um, Jimmy Butler is currently listed as questionable. I think he's dealing with a shoulder issue. Um, he also had a toe issue earlier this week, and I could just see Miami giving him the night off heading into the All-Star break. Um, also, Miami is going to be without Dwayne Dedman, their backup big, who's a very good um, backup big, and, and, and Tyler Hero, who's... Uh, most likely the sixth man of the year unless he gets injured or something crazy happens. Um, Charlotte is without Gordon Hayward um, and and Cody Martin, who's playing his twin brother, Caleb Martin. It could be vice versa, but um, it should be the battle of the Martins, but both of them could end up being out. So either way, I think this is a suspect line given how these teams are trending. Miami's been fabulous lately, won five of the last six games, covered four of those games, got a plus 17.3 adjusted net rating, which is ranked third in the last two weeks. They have a plus 4.8 differential, which is ranked fifth. On the other hand, Charlotte's got a minus five adjusted net rating, which is ranked 22nd, a minus 4.6 ATS differential, ranked 23rd. Yet, um, this line opened with the Hornets getting four and a half, and it's been steamed up by the market that's just hammering um, the hammering the uh, the heat at this point. Um, and and I, I see some value in, in Charlotte here just because I, I think uh, Miami could snooze past them. Um, and I think that this line is suspiciously low. Plus, there's two edges that Charlotte has they can exploit here. One is in three-point shooting. They've been shooting poorly over the past two weeks, but they are ninth on the season. Um, in three-point shooting percentage. And Miami is 14th in defensive three-point percentage, which doesn't sound too bad, but they allow the 28th most three-point attempts per game. And if you're going to allow Charlotte to shoot uh, from behind the arc, they could certainly get hot. And I'm expecting them, or for whatever reason, I have a hunch that they break out of their shooting slump against Miami tonight. Also, Charlotte has a huge edge 
in ball security. They're fifth in offensive turnover rate, and they force a whole bunch of defensive turnovers. They're seventh in defensive turnover rate, um, whereas Miami is a little clumsy with the ball, and they're 27th in offensive turnover rate. So I think Charlotte can get hot from if they can get hot from behind the arc and uh, force some turnovers, get some easy back at, baskets off of turnovers. I think Charlotte can actually win this one outright. I'm going to sprinkle on the money line, but officially for the Bet Slipping Podcast listeners, let's lock in the Hornets plus five and a half. Okay, next game we're going to look at here, I'm going to take the New Orleans Pelicans uh, plus two and a half points hosting the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we cashed with Dallas at plus five and a half when they beat the Miami Heat in Miami 107 to 99 Tuesday. I actually gave it out at plus three and a half. Um, Dallas has been red hot lately. They're 5-1 and one straight up and against the spread over the last two weeks. New Orleans has lost three of their last four, including their last game to Memphis Tuesday, 121-109. Um, but they are 4-3 and three against the spread and straight up in the last two weeks. Uh, these teams split um, both straight up and ATS, a home and away back-to-back December 1st and 3rd with the home team taking each. Um, but New Orleans has quietly been playing pretty good lately. They're 10th in adjusted net rating, 8th in ATS differential, and I like how their roster matches up with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Dallas Mavericks could be without Reggie Bullock again. Um, they could be without two guards, Trey Burke and Frank Nicolina. I mess that up always. <laughs> um, but um, Brandon Ingram, the the wing, uh, former all-star wing for the Pelicans, plays really well against Dallas, at least since joining New Orleans. He's averaging 24 points per game on 60% true shooting, which breaks down to 50% from the field, 35% from three, and 87% from from the free throw line. He also has a plus 4.3 box plus minus against Dallas in those those five games. Um, Actually, it could be six games. Um, and on the season, Ingram's box plus minus is plus 1.4. So he balls out versus Dallas. McCollum has actually been playing very well since being acquired by New Orleans um, at the trade deadline. Uh, CJ McCollum has been with the Pelicans for four games, and the Pelicans are scoring 13.3 more points per 100 possessions when McCollum's on the floor. And he's averaging 26 points on 51% shooting with seven rebounds and five and a half assists in four games as a Pelican. So I like how uh, McCollum has been playing. I like how Ingram plays against uh, Dallas. I also think this line is suspiciously cheap considering how how well Dallas has been playing and how they just beat Miami in Miami. Also, there has been a sharp line move towards New Orleans. This game opened with the Pel- uh, with the, the Mavericks favored three and a half points, and it's down to two and a half points. Um, and 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 currently more money and uh, more cash is coming in on coming in on Dallas. So um, it feels like the Pelicans are the sharp play. We are getting um, a little late to the party with the Pelicans, but I'm I still see some value in New Orleans plus two and a half. So I'll take that. Um, and the final game, I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll lay the six and a half points against the Philadelphia 76ers. That's a prime time game. Tips off at 8:30. And TNT 76ers 34 and 23 bucks 36 and 23 Philly just got destroyed 135 87 at home by Boston Tuesday um and they're just three and three straight up and two and four against the spread in their last two weeks actually we had Philly in that game 
Um, Milwaukee just beat the Indiana Pacers 129 to, I think, 118 Tuesday. Um, they're 4-2 and two straight up and 3-3 three and three against the spread in the last two weeks. Uh, Milwaukee did win and cover against Philly in Philly, 118-109 November 9th. They've actually beaten and covered uh, three straight against Philly. But I'm betting the Bucks here mostly on my interpretation of the line and the betting splits. See, when I woke up and I saw the Sixers were getting 6.5 points, my initial reaction was like, oh, man, that's... That's a that's an overreaction to to Philly's loss to Boston and and they're still a good team and and it feels like that's the proper or that's the best way to go. But um, then after thinking about it some more and seeing that seventy five percent of the money is on Philly and this look ahead line was actually Philly plus six, it just feels like a trap spot. It feels like the 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 public is trying to lure. Uh, people into taking the Sixers plus six. I mean, why not? They're an awesome team. Um, Joel Embiid should be able to get right and uh, bounce back from a, a bad performance against Boston against a Milwaukee team that's missing starting center Brooke Lopez. Um, but uh, it just feels like it's a trap that the public is going to take the uh, the the public dog with the Philly uh, with Philly and and end up getting uh, end up getting roasted here. Also, there is. Like I said, some reverse line movement towards Milwaukee. It opened as a six-point favor, and it's up to six and a half despite one-way action on Philly. Also, uh, Milwaukee does have a pretty significant strength on weakness edge over Philly in, in fast-break basketball. Milwaukee gets out in a fast and a transition at the second-highest rate in the league, and they have the fifth most points, uh, fast-break points per game in the league, whereas Philly is 28th and fast break points per game allowed, and they have the sixth worst defensive efficiency versus fast break offense. Again, the the foundation of this handicap is that I just I feel like Philly is a public dog, and public dogs tend to get slaughtered. So I'll lay the six and a half with the Bucks. Just a real quick recap on my best bets. Again, this is the final podcast until next Thursday. Uh, final NBA podcast until next Thursday, but. Going with the, the Charlotte Hornets plus 5.5 at home against the Miami Heat. Going to sprinkle on that money line. I'll take the Pelicans plus 2.5 at home against the Dallas Mavericks. And I'll lay 6.5 with the Milwaukee Bucks at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. Best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow me. Uh, I'll talk some more hoops with you guys next week. Uh, enjoy the NBA All-Star break if you enjoy those festivities. I know I do, but... Peace out and have a nice weekend. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.